0: What is up, homies? Welcome back to a new episode of the Checkskins podcast. This format's going to be a little bit different. You'll get used to it. It'll be fine. This is not how it's permanently (laughs) going to be for the for the foreverness of the future. We talked about on our YouTube channel a few days ago, or actually it was a week ago now, how we're going to be pivoting because of everything that's been going on with the WGA and the SAG after strike. So we're going to get into that. Mm -hmm, We're also going to be talking about some of our plans moving forward, what we're going to be doing. We're going to Talk a little bit about how we're going to be pivoting some of our content. Uh, we're not going cold turkey. I think that's, that may be the impression that some people may have gotten from when we announced, you know, that we were going to be pivoting and doing different things. <laughs> We can't do
1: a cooking special every week, guys. We no, have
0: we, to can't. Watch we can't. We <laughs> <Something>. can't. Uh-uh. <laughs> 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 we can't make one of con for the next 15 years. No. <laughs> it's not. <that's> no. okay. <laughs> we can't do that.
1: Um, so, but I,
0: I'm, I'm looking forward to, you know, we're going to talk about Comic-Con a little bit too because that just happened. There's been a few things that have come out in the recent days, whether they're movies or shows or trailers, and we're not, literally not talking about them together. We're yeah. not hosting about them. And it sometimes hurts because I want to be <laughs> oh, talking about oof. like, yeah, I'm talking about 70 millimeter IMAX.
1: I'm talking about all these the, things, and
2: I'm just like that. I love. yeah, yeah. Come on, man! It I is, want to talk about that movie so much. But, yeah, but I can't.
1: To, to, to look on the bright side, you know, Augustine was messaging us in our little chat. And was like man this is the first time i haven't like a like a big trailer came out and i just watched it i just watched and I didn't it have to like check in with you guys and he was like it's kind of nice mm-hmm. so yeah. we have to enjoy this little vacation <laughs> we have to uh you know take the good with the bad because yeah dude mm-hmm. i'm right there with you i definitely want to talk about a bunch of stuff that's Happening mm-hmm. or going to come out, but mm-hmm. um, Comic Con, we can get into talking about that. Comic Con was really cool because it was a real great focus on not that it was mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. S- some of it. Obviously, was still there, but it's it, it, Comic Con is is interesting because there's good, there's there there were big panels last year and have historically been for many years, twenty years of um, big studios presentations in Hall H. And so for Comic Con this year, there were smaller panels like there usually is, but it kind of felt like there was even more excitement and energy for that kind of mm. stuff, right? I ran into a friend of mine who's an author, and he was like, "I had a few panels, and they were like packed. Like people are like just wow. champing at the bit to, to, to kind of mm-hmm. get anything. It seems yeah. like, and we're really excited." So I'll give you another example: is I, uh, Thursday morning was sort of the first first big day of Comic Con. Thursday morning, I went to a panel that they've done every year, but it's the superhero movie composers panel. And they had Mm -hmm. a couple of returning people and some new people. And it was hosted by Michael Cicchino. Uh, you could talk about the specifics of of their work, but even just to hear them talking about the process and hear, you know, and, and they went into some specifics, and some of them were movie and TV, and some of them were both, and some of them were one or the other. And one of them was even, um, I believe it was Christopher Lennertz, who's the composer for Rated R Superhero Show. I'm not going to say where it is. <laughs> also, I think I'm allowed to talk about this. He, he also was like the writer for the music for the Disneyland, Disney California Adventure, Rogers the Musical. So they went oh, into cool. that, and I was like, oh, mm-hmm. this is really cool. And I didn't know mm-hmm. that was going to happen, and I had just happened to recently see that produ- that 30-minute production at Disneyland, and it was really cool. And, and so, I, you know, you get to see some of that. So like we were saying right before we started recording, yes, all of that stuff, so much of that stuff can be directly tied to some big major studio corporate mm-hmm. IP that they own. But you can, uh, you know, Comic-Con for me was like, trying to get some action figures. Augustine, again, I'm sorry that I couldn't get you those action figures you <laughs> dude, wanted. It's okay. it was brutal, dude. I was yeah. in the, I, was, I got to the front to the table and then they sold out. And I showed, I like clicked a little video, uh-huh. tried to click a video of the people grabbing the action figures yeah. out of the display case, selling yeah. the last ones. The and last I was like, one. Two or, three, two or three people away, I was like, you've gotta be kidding me, this sucks. But anyway. Mm-hmm, yeah, it's all Tom good, it's about, all good, man.
2: I appreciate the yeah. effort, that's what matters.
1: We'll get them for you. We will. They will yes, be yours. We will. Yes, we will. <laughs> One day. One
2: day. But it
1: was about looking at like action figures. It was about checking out comics and talking about talking about comics or novels. I picked up a novel I met through a mutual friend. Like, oh, I didn't know that you knew this person, and they're an author, and they had a signing, mm-hmm. you know, for their book or whatever. So I bought their book, and they signed it for me. It was like a great way to meet a brand new potential friend, like just somebody you didn't know before.
2: And mm-hmm, they're yeah. there
1: excited about their thing that is not a studio project. It's their original yeah. book that they wrote, and it seemed interesting. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, hell yeah, I'll buy that. I want to I want to check yeah. that out. I'll, I'll read yeah. it. And I may end up talking about it on this show. It's okay. We can talk about that kind of <laughs> stuff. <laughs> we can do that. We can do that. Forward. So yeah, Comic Con yeah. was was really cool, but it was um it was definitely it had a different vibe, and I really liked yeah what felt like a more relaxed vibe. Was it still packed? Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. Was it still pretty yes. gross packed in certain days? on the floor, you know, like Friday yeah. and Saturday. Yeah, yeah, it was. But I think that was a real excitement for all the panels. There was a real excitement for, you know, yeah, yeah a bunch of stuff, just really, really cool stuff that they had there. So, yeah. Well,
0: and comic Con's yeah, tricky I, because, I, I you agree.
1: know, the studio, the studios backed out of it and, and,
0: you know, the talent and everything because of the strikes backed out. So last minute, I think, you know, mm-hmm. no more than three to four weeks prior to so it's tough, obviously, because people have already bought tickets. They've bought airfare. They've bought lodging. They've completely set up their trip to, you know, be around Comic-Con. So they're going no matter what. So when studios goes yeah. and everybody pulls out three weeks before, they're not going to, at least as far as I think, I don't think most people are going to back out of it because you're going to sacrifice, you know, not getting a refund for your hotel, your airfare, mm-hmm. everything. So at that point, yeah. you're like, well, you got you got to just make the best of it. So it was nice to hear yeah. And to see that the artists who, you know, famously Mm -hmm. over the years, especially in the last 20 years, like we've been going to Comic-Con since before it was, you know, the most, the most busiest pop culture phenomenon in the world. Um, Back when it was like small potatoes and you could wait in line on the day of and get a ticket and walk in. Mm
2: -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm.
0: It's kind of nice to see that even though the artist alley has kind of been pushed into a corner that it was getting so much traction this year and people were going up to Mm -hmm. artists and getting things signed and all that sort of stuff. Like I've seen artists say that they normally have to make a certain amount of money to justify, you know, having their table and doing signings and all that. And some folks were able to make that back in one day or two days. So Uh, it's great great to see that even though, yes, the big studios didn't come with their big big presentations, Hall H didn't have 7,000 people in every single panel every single day. It's Mm -hmm. nice to hear and to see that, you know, folks were still able to kind of set those expectations aside and focus on something else that is still in some ways connected to the thing that they love. It's just a different yeah. medium or it's just a different way of looking at it. And I yeah. hope that people walked away, you know, maybe having a, a, a new appreciation or having a bigger appreciation for things that are outside of TV shows and films that we're so used to kind of consuming on an annual mm-hmm. basis all the time. Yeah. So you know, if it's a, if it, was you, like, if it
2: was a little piece of the olden day, then, you know, that's always yeah. a fun time. You kind of bring up a point that we kind of talked about at the fan meetup, by the way. The fan meetup went incredible at nice. San Diego yeah. Comic-Con. Thanks, like, thanks it was so good. Was everybody was so cool and so fun. Like, normally, I'm just like, okay, we'll get to meet people. Everybody there yeah. was really rad. Uh, yeah. But that's kind of a conversation that we had with a few of the first-timers. A few of our of our followers who came for the first time had never been to San Diego Comic-Con. They're like yeah it's massive we don't like this doesn't happen at other cons mm-hmm. this is crate like specifically this group that came from new york and their normal comic-con was new york comic-con and i assume mm-hmm. new york comic-con was just as massive as san, yeah. as, as san diego and I'm, and they were like it's not it's wow. it's not nearly like this they're like as soon as you step out of the con there's no con San right. Diego is absorbed Leads by the con into everything. Yeah, parties, restaurants. Yeah. The whole city is like electric with the energy from Comic Con. Yeah, uh, but other places don't have that, and uh, they were talking about how it's more panel, small panel focused. Uh, like you can really go in and like nerd out, and I feel like. That was the essence of the con this year of like mm-hmm. being small, being able mm-hmm. to to reach the things that you m- might have missed uh, in the last couple of cons, and you're able to really explore another one of my favorite things was being able to walk the con floor and not <laughs> bump into people. It was great yeah. it was still yeah. packed, but yeah. you know how I don't, and this is only for people who have been there when you walk down that center aisle down the middle of the giant room the biggest impossible one impossible to get around, yes, it's impossible yeah. to move around, so you have to navigate through the outsides and then you end up missing a lot of the really cool stuff on the inside because you literally cannot walk into this giant group of people and Mm -hmm. this year i was just walking down the middle like it was like i said it was still lots
1: of people there but nothing like years before and i I mm -hmm. really enjoyed that even during the times of the day on saturday or friday where Mm -hmm. that center one was too crunchy i could at Mm -hmm. least like look to the side and go there at least seems to be some openness on some of these <laughs> over that way side yeah. aisles yeah i'm like let over me dip yonder. into the side alley yeah. where sometimes yeah. on in at the height it felt like mm-hmm, on a saturday mm-hmm. in the middle of the day on the floor of comic con you would be in that yeah. middle alley, you'd look to your right packed look to your left packed like you couldn't you're just like well i'm just going with the crowd and mm-hmm. look Get out of here in an hour, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one thing that
0: I feel like um, we've seen, especially, you know, people like us who've been to so many uh, San Diego Comic-Cons, the evolution of being able to, like you guys are saying, walk through the floor and it'd be busy, Mm -hmm. but you can still get through and it's fairly simple to get through and around people. And then yeah. somewhere in the mid 2000s, like 2005, 2006, when they started bringing a lot more of those 10 films, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, we yeah. started to see very quickly, oh, people are now camping out in front of Hall H. Yeah. It's okay. Crazy. It's getting serious it's now. Imagine it's got to be refreshing to be able to just kind of like yeah. mosey on by and just look at stuff and not mm-hmm. feel the pressure of, well, I can only be here for five seconds because I got 15,000 people behind me.
2: So I've had these uh, um, teenage hero uh, reptile uh, figures for a while and i had one with a broken sword right like Mm -hmm. one uh, one one guy that do that holds two swords he uh Mm -hmm. is he fell off my counter sword broke and this happened back in like 2019 maybe 2018 whenever the Mm -hmm. figures came out fell off my desk broke a sword and i've been trying to get a replacement sword for forever this is the opposite one that was broken so i walk up to the neca panel who makes these figures and I was yeah. like, dudes, by chance, do you just happen to have like an extra sword for this blue reptile that holds two swords?" <laughs> Your action figures and are not like, struck, man.
1: <laughs> yeah, oh,
2: they're no, they're not. No, no, no. But no, I don't But this is funnier. Like, this is funnier. Uh, yeah, this is funnier. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. around it. This um, is great. Yeah, I was like, "Do you just like my sword is broke like?" almost immediately and i showed him i I have a picture on instagram too i was like look at this he's so sad it was a picture of the of the reptile looking down at his broken sword like kind of (laughs) like going oh my sword is broken and he was like i got you i got you and i was like what he's like yeah we just had a guy come and swap out some parts for another part because they're it's hard to get their parts like Mm -hmm. these are very exclusive toys and they Mm -hmm. don't just like send stuff out he's like you, you, you'd have a really hard time getting a replacement part if you needed it, like through email or having it shipped to, it, shipped to you because they don't yeah. necessarily do that. Oh, wow. And dude comes up with two new swords for my figure. Yay. And I'm just like, thank the Lord. Thank the Lord it fixed my toys. And so I'm so happy. Wow. And a cool shout out to NECA because they were really dope and uh, super kind to just like donate to this poor... Poor kid looking for his reptile. Sword. <laughs> Man, that's amazing.
1: Happy. They don't need our promotion, but if they want to send us free product, we will. <laughs> the oh, out of
2: that. a hundred percent, a hundred percent.
1: If we could guarantee with our one hundred thousand subscribers at least yeah. uh, uh, like a couple more pre-orders for some upcoming products, could you send us <laughs> yeah. your whole line of stuff? You know, Adam. You know, they got the Everything. whole horror movie line. Like that's them, dude. Mm-hmm. Those things mm-hmm. are really beautiful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm aware. Yeah. yeah. My wall yeah. and I are very
0: well aware. <laughs> mm-hmm, well, mm-hmm, what yeah. I've
1: seen just, just described is my favorite thing about San Diego Comic-Con, really. I think it's really yeah. special among all the conventions. And that's like a perfect Comic-Con story. Like you, you mm-hmm. go up yeah. to a thing, show yeah. them a thing, and then they're like, yeah. I got you. And that's just got you. your, dream, we got you. your dream comes yeah. true. I love that. It
2: made my day. Well, it made my day. And I yeah. wasn't even on the floor for that long. I showed up on Saturday in the afternoon, just kind of walked the floor for maybe like an hour or two. And yeah. I didn't even didn't remember, remember. until, until uh, um, I got a text and they were like, hey, have you checked to see if NECA is selling any new turtles? Oh. And I was like, I know they're not, but I was like, yeah, I'll just go check anyway. And then I was like, oh, my sword. I'm gonna see if, yeah. they, can, if they can
1: fix this sword. And, and yeah, it just worked whoever out. Texted so. you, Beautiful. whoever texted you, they are they were selling new turtles. They were selling turtles from the third the film. Three. Tur- the three, yeah. The yeah, I know. Same. I don't like, I don't like that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like that. The, I don't like the second one
2: very much either, they're so gorgeous. they're gorgeous yeah, figures.
1: Yeah. Just in case somebody's listening on like the podcast and they missed mm-hmm. our video mm-hmm. announcement, and even since our announcement, we've been kind of talking and figuring mapping out exactly what we're going to do. We can mm-hmm. tell you guys a little bit of our plan. If you would be excited to watch some cool stuff with us, we're going to not tonight, but tomorrow watch our first anime film. And do a reaction to that and put that out on YouTube, an edited version and an uncut reaction on Patreon. And let me tell you, I went into our Discord community today and I was Uh like, look, we've already been talking. I've got a few more You tapped into nerdum.
2: Yes, you did. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. (laughs) uh, We were
1: thinking about a couple of these, some classics, you know, Akira, Princess Mononoke, as potential options for this first one and definitely. You know, movies that we'll get to and plan to get to later, but mm-hmm, just like, mm-hmm. just if you guys have some recommendations, we got amazing Rex at the yeah. meet and greet Saturday night, mm-hmm. and and the and the folks well, were so nuts. It's not just Rex, Hector. Okay, Adam, yeah. let me set up the
2: situation. Was, man. Was the man. The <laughs> it was a It was man. it wasn't even just that. It was threats. Straight a up threats. of. <laughs> it was a group of concerned fans all yeah. surrounding Hector at a table. And they were so concerned for Hector's anime habits. And they were like, Hector, what do you like? What don't you like? We're going to recommend yeah, yeah, everything yeah. that we yeah, can. Yeah. Like They were really catering anime movies to you and like making really sure true. that like they, they want really your, your anime experience to be amazing. So whatever we end up watching, Adam, just know it's highly curated from <laughs> diehard fans, uh,
1: probably very yeah. well thought out. So I think it's going to be cool. I think it's going to be fun. And we will also, I think the plan is to get to an anime series as well. And we've, we've had some plans talking about that and um, we're pretty stoked on that, but I feel like we're going to do a movie. I forget exactly what we have in our schedule, but we've got August ready to go for film for at least Mm -hmm. what we're filming. And we're going to take a look at what we're releasing in August and what we're, and one of the things we're shooting for as well too, is that cooking special. So listening to this on our podcast, thank you for listening. We're pretty sure you're subscribed. Tell your friends, tell your family, if you're watching this on the Chexikins YouTube, thank you. Be sure you're subscribed here. But yes, so mm-hmm. we're going to do these little bite-sized, thirty-minute episodes or hour-long episodes of the podcast every week. We're still planning to release special, special giant-size episodes or mm-hmm. more regular-size episodes, special occasion things, and we've mm-hmm. we've yeah. thrown around a bunch of different pitches, and we're pretty excited about it uh, for yeah. things that will be in a, a sort of a Chexikins podcast episode. Once a month is kind of what we're looking at. Yeah.
0: So, um, yeah, The idea behind jumping into the podcast and kind of going into it, you know, as much as we are, one, it's because, you know, we're not covering any struck work from any struck companies. So it really l- lends an opportunity for us to have more check-ins, but also to be able to just kind of stay up to date on what's going on with the SAG-AFTRA and WGA Strike mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. to be able to bring, you know, people on, whether there are friends who are in the, in the Writers Guild or in the Actors uh, Screen Actors Guild. Or people that maybe, you know, that we know through, you know, Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon that we can bring on to kind of talk about and get updates also from them as to what they're learning on a daily basis. Because, you know, we're learning stuff every day, too. Initially, when we made our first video, there was the whole sort of debate, you know, defining an influencer versus a critic. And we kind of felt like we were very much in the gray area, kind of leaning more towards uh, one category. And we just kind of got a little bit more clarification on that. I think it was like two days ago. There's a reaction channel. One of the members of the reaction channel is a part of SAG-AFTRA. They were able to get an update from SAG themselves, which basically they said, you know, if you're reacting to any sort of struck work, it can be seen, especially if you're trying to at some point join one of the two guilds, can be seen as sort of crossing the picket line. So Mm -hmm. I think for us it just kind of cemented and and made our decision that all that much more legitimate. We felt like for what we potentially want to do with our future in the industry and how we want Mm -hmm. to be a part of the industry. We wanted to make sure that we potentially had homes to go to if we decided to join the Writers Guild right. of America or SAG-AFTRA. Or um, so we didn't want to compromise any of those things. And more importantly, you know, we just want to continue supporting the people that we know. And again, we're in a unique position because we our whole thing is based in Los Angeles. So we mm-hmm. have people mm-hmm. who are directly involved with yes. everything. You have to take everything into consideration when you make decisions like this. And I think for us, it just didn't feel like it was worth it I don't know. I just think yeah. that like overall for us, it was a much better sort of situation to just say, yeah. you know what, let's pivot and let's just do something else. Whenever the studios decide that they want yeah. to, you know, pull their heads out of their asses and come to yeah. an agreement with everybody, then we can focus on, you know, bringing back the usual stuff that we do, but it doesn't mm-hmm. mean we're going to go cold Turkey. We're going to, yeah, you know, work on other things. We're going to do reactions still, Yeah. but we're going to do anime, which other is something we've stuff. never tapped into. We're going to do cooking yeah. specials. We're going <laughs> to do more video game playthroughs um yeah. all kinds of stuff. so you know it's That's it's fun. not like we're going away for whatever yeah. the duration of the strike is we're going to be around and we're I'm, going to make stuff and we're going to engage with everybody just like we always have
2: I'm going to get on my soapbox for a second and talk about why I support this damn strike and it's very yeah. personal to me because all three of us met doing VFX and mm-hmm. all three of our situations <sighs> were different but I think we can all agree is that it's a it's it's a it's an industry that did not leave a good taste in our mouths and we all left the industry well said, for different reasons, well right? Yeah. Love, so love the art did. form.
1: Love the art form. Visual effects. Absolutely. And, oh, of course. and Absolutely. even the things the things we were doing. Yes. And you guys know Wes, we I still love 3D movies. Like to my in my core. Yeah. But mm-hmm. you're right. Yeah, 100%.
2: And part of the reason why I feel so deeply connected to this is that I feel like I gave up on my dream because the industry did not support that dream because Mm -hmm. we were working 12 to 16 hour days, seven days a week for months on end. And then you get laid off at the end because there's no work. Right. And so I felt (laughs) very betrayed. I felt very betrayed by the industry. I experienced some racism. Uh, I experienced some, um, some favoritism Uh, I saw Mm -hmm. things that probably should not have existed uh, at that point in in VFX, but they're allowed to thrive because there's no checks to VFX artists. And there's still to this day, there's other unions forming and VFX artists still don't have their union. There was Mm -hmm. a push while we were there. I don't know if you guys remember it, but people putting a green picture in their Facebook profile, trying to get VFX workers to unionize. And if that would have happened, I probably would have still been a VFX artist, right? Because... Then I can yeah. go to family birthdays, right? Without the threat of being fired. Cause that would happen yeah. too. Like go on holiday say, hey, and not be stressed. Yeah. Am I going to have a job when I come back? Exactly. Exactly. Or just worry <laughs> it's... that it's Friday and they might lay people off today. Every Friday. Oh my for God. Years. Like, that, that's that, crazy, like,
0: man. That, that would exactly <sighs> what you just dramatic. said. That was a dramatic. That was trauma. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it'd be Friday. You're excited for the weekend at the same time. Mm-hmm. You're like, mm-hmm. when seven o'clock rolls around, am I going to have yeah. a job? And that would right, go on for right. months and months at a time because they would lay off and five end. people, 10 people, mm-hmm, you know, half mm-hmm, a team, mm-hmm. three people, some people in this department, yeah. some people in that particular department. Yeah. So you were always just like praying, praying to yeah. God that your name wasn't mm-hmm. on a list coming up soon. Mm-hmm. And it's just the worst feeling. <laughs> it's the worst feeling in the world it's to the be worst. working, you know, yeah. like we've put in some of, you know, we've put in sometimes 120 hours a week working mm-hmm. on something uh, some studio movie. Mm-hmm. And you do all that and you sacrifice a Saturday, you sacrifice sometimes a full weekend. You're working sometimes 14 hours a day. And then on yeah. a Friday, you're praying that you have a job and you're like, this yeah. is
1: broken. This system yeah. does not work. I'll straight, mm-hmm. up, I'll straight up call them out. That movie in question was RIPD. That movie sucked. It's like you spend yeah. so much time <laughs> yeah. as a visual effects artist, sometimes on really yeah. crappy movies. Yeah. Yeah. Like yep. In the years since I left the visual effects industry, I think, there's been a little bit more awareness and a little bit more transparency Yeah. About because I'll be honest. Back when we were working there, and I knew that there was a push for like we need to like organize and you know, and and but then you become aware as a as an artist at that level. Oh, the only reason we have this work to work on is because our company underbid the competition, right? And then you feel bad and you're like, oh, okay, so the 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 whole company is hurting. All right, I get it. I'll 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 roll up my sleeves. I'll get to work. I get it. But then in the past few years, we've learned about how much these companies actually make the studios. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. you've learned about how much a fucking CEO of these companies make. And then Mm -hmm. I think back to like what I was feeling, what I was stressed out and then feeling guilty for wanting like better quality of life. Right. You know what I mean? And feeling guilty (laughs) for like, do I have to use a sick day to like, I might go to the doctor. I can't. I'm sick. I'm not going to go to the optometrist.
2: It's yeah, I'm like exactly. not taking
1: pictures of myself at disneyland because i don't want to be seen like i'm like you know spending time with friends or family and trying to be happy while i know that my coworkers yeah. are like uh, you know and i'm back to that toiling. same schedule on yeah. monday or mm-hmm. toiling exactly and i just get mad dude i get mad about mm-hmm. how much profits on the table that is being right. withheld from everybody we want mm-hmm. visual effects artists to 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 be respected Video game artists and developers to be respected, mm-hmm. animators. This is something that's been happening in the animation mm-hmm. industry, mm-hmm. you know. Even comic book creators, artists, and writers yeah. who oftentimes yeah. will work on something that ends up being so good that it gets adapted into a billion dollar movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And you've got still to this day comic book creators. Yeah. The creator of Spider-Man 2099 is having health issues. I'm talking about Mm -hmm. Peter David. Peter David's wife keeps updating everybody who's contributed to the Kickstarter with like, like they're struggling with bills. They've had some health scares in the past few months and year. And I'm seeing Yuri Lowenthal, the Spider-Man video game voice actor, taking to social media and going, we just had this character in a huge movie. If you love Spider-Man 2099, if you love the work of this writer, Peter David, please, Mm -hmm. please, please help. And it's like, we should not have... Creators right. who have contributed this way to pop culture have to go through this. And it mm-hmm, happened right, to comic right. book artists and writers, especially back in the day. We know the famous story of the creators of Superman. Siegel and Schuster, like, yeah. These people mm-hmm. yeah. did not die wealthy. They died not wealthy. And yeah. and and I there, and were I'm not to, yeah, there were very few people. There were very few people in the industry. Few. You know,
0: like Bob Kane was a guy who was like one in a million. Because his dad was an attorney and he was able to negotiate contracts for royalties and all that sort Mm -hmm, of stuff. mm -hmm, I know, Siegel and Schuster, when they died, I think almost had nothing, which is insane to me that you create one of the the most popular, well-known character in comic book history, American pop
1: culture, American literature, and you (sighs) die with literally almost nothing. You know, I want famous movie stars to keep being famous movie stars. I don't give a shit, okay? But mm -hmm. when you have CEOs that make so much more millions of dollars than them. And they're not involved in any capacity with a creative endeavor, you know. Like mm-hmm. I want the writers to share in that. I want the mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. The, uh, the 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 stunt actors to share in that. I want mm-hmm. everybody mm-hmm. in the cast and in the crew to share in yep. something like the big yep. successes of these big temple movies that have been crafted mm-hmm. with love and everything. Right. And not even just for the movies I like. For even the ones I don't like, I yep. want right. everybody who worked on the Flash to be respected and taken care of, right. Unless you broke right. some laws, Ezra Miller, in which case I want that individual to maybe <laughs> see justice, but did you, did you what I'm saying? it's this, it's this justice effort for that, everybody. Um, yeah. And I think the big misconception
0: yeah. about things like yeah. the writer's guild strike and the SAG after strike is, you know, and we've had people like this, even in our comments say, why are actors complaining? They make millions of dollars. Dude. It's literally Dude. not yeah. about those actors. Yeah. Those yeah, but, actors should be no. using their platform and their notoriety to make it known to everybody around the world why yeah. they're striking. Why yep. are yeah. actors we in Los Angeles the working two line to three jobs? To yep. barely make the minimum to be able to, yes. and sometimes never even meeting the minimum to be able to afford mm-hmm. healthcare from SAG, after from absolutely. you know the I, thing that they invest into. That, those are the people that it's about. It's about the people who don't see any residuals. It's about the people who you know get paid a day rate, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. there's the potential of them being abused by AI and using their likeness for oh the duration God. of time and not getting you know compensated for that. It's not about Tom Cruise, Matt Damon, Emily Blunt, The Rock. It's not about <laughs> those people. It's about yeah. The guy who is right now working at a coffee shop or working at a restaurant and a coffee shop while still auditioning, trying to get a trying to be a day player or a background actor or a bit, you know, having a bit in a show, praying he gets a line of dialogue because that will increase his income just a little bit so he can get over the edge of being able to afford to have health care or to provide for his family you know so it's it's just about equaling out the playing field a little bit (laughs) so some of these people can actually like live in los angeles and pursue the thing that they love and not everyone in the world being curmudgeon and saying well get another job then do something that pays better it's like everyone should be able to pursue the thing that they
1: want to do yeah. Until they feel like and they don't have it in them anymore to do it. This Yeah. This should not be a controversial statement. If someone works at McDonald's full-time, yeah. and I know mm-hmm. McDonald's is always everyone's go-to example for yeah. fast food, yeah. for that level of job, the sort of yeah. nobody but a teenager should shut up, bullshit, hang on. If somebody right. works at McDonald's full-time Monday through Friday, they should be able to live comfortably in the city mm-hmm. that they're living in and not have mm-hmm. to... Get killed if they accidentally have to go to the hospital because of an emergency or not, you know, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. whether they're a teenager or whether they are 40 years old and they're the manager or even not, even if you're 40 years old, 50 years old and you're a McDonald's fry cook, but you're a damn good fry cook and you love your job. Mm -hmm, I'm describing mm -hmm. SpongeBob SquarePants at this point, but like if you (laughs) if you're good at what you do and you love it, you should be able to not just live, but like be comfortable be able to yeah, be plan a vacation, yeah. have a mm-hmm. decent and, and appreciable quality of life. Something that, that mm-hmm, other mm-hmm. people can, you know, it's just insane how people hate the poor, dude. It's all, it's baloney. It's We're crazy. all of us poor. I was gonna say <laughs> the three of us, the three, when these strikes started, the writer strike 80, uh-huh. 90 days ago, and then the actors after, the three of us know a lot of writers. Mm-hmm. We don't know any rich writers. The three of us mm-hmm. know a lot of actors. We do not mm-hmm. know a single wealthy actor. And it's, mm-hmm. you would think living in LA and, you know, meeting the people that we do. And, yeah. you know, even if somebody, even if somebody calls me out right now and they're like, you know, Felicia Day, I'll be like, she is not <laughs> the Tom Cruise level. She's, thing, she's not, know. she's not no, you think no. she is. Yeah. Not at, yeah. all, not at mm-hmm. all, not at all, not at all. I'm, I'm sure. And I hope that she's fine, co- like living yeah, comfortably in Los Angeles. But can you imagine that if you're an actor that you have to get to Felicia Day level right, before right, you're right. even like fine is ridiculous. They're comfortable. It's insane. Here's what I want
2: as well. So I want this strike to set a precedent for the future. For the little Augustine, the little Adam, the little Hector, who are going to meet at a future VFX company
1: when they're (laughs) older,
2: right Mm -hmm. after college they become mm-hmm. homies but i want them to be comfortable working in their jobs and staying as vfx artists yeah, and yeah. like yeah. staying in the industry and being happy with what they're doing right and not have our tale be like a cautionary tale because mm-hmm. we're not in it anymore and it's because right. the these conditions are really really rough and really not good for like the mental health of like trying to lead a normal life and yeah. when we were doing vfx we were not leading normal lives at no. all like you're you, 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 not even in the. You night. only
0: spend
1: time with the people you work yeah. with every yeah. day. Yeah. Every I mean, night. Hey. Yeah. Let's be real. That's where this YouTube endeavor came from. That's and very was true. It say, was literally <laughs> never happened Our extended work hours. That's very true. Absolutely. Hey, I, but I, I will say, actually, you might be right, Adam. I was about to say maybe we would still be doing YouTube if we if we were all still in that industry. But you might be right, Adam. Maybe not. But I'll say to, to Augustine's point. If that industry was better protected and protected its mm-hmm. workers, I think. Mm-hmm. And if that industry did not ask me to move to Canada to keep, to keep <laughs> right. my job just for right. tax breaks. For, for tax purposes. money. And not offer
0: any, any additional pay. <laughs> By the way Mm-mm. brutal
1: brutal and we have friends who went and did that and they're doing well them. they're doing fine and some friends mm-hmm. who did that and they were like this is not for me i don't they want to back. live in canada mm-hmm. i wanted to live in california i want to be near my family and no dis
2: on canada by
1: the no, way canada's not at canada's Canada. at all. good health care canada's great yeah delicious snacks poutine <laughs> delicious. i just didn't want to go up there that's all I exactly, and it's in and, and if I had stayed because all of that had been had been, I would probably still be in that industry. I would probably still mm-hmm. be, you know, we, we would have worked on all the movies up to whatever they're yeah. doing now. Yeah, and maybe we would have been doing YouTube, maybe not, but maybe we would have if we had been protected and had sort of regular hours. You know right, what I mean? Right. And mm-hmm. if. Yeah, I didn't think I was going to get this mad doing this podcast with you guys, but everything <laughs> everything you guys have been mentioning, I'm, like, remembering. I'm, like, oh, yeah, yeah. that yeah, sucked. Dude. And it sucks think, what everybody's going through right now.
2: Yeah, I think we should tell our story. Like, I think we should yeah. really dive into, like, the nitty gritty. I mean, we kind of already have. But, like, yeah. I don't think us as a group should be afraid or, like, hold back from telling our story because our story is just as valid uh, and probably even more so because we're a, a deep uh, result of why we're not in the industry anymore. Right. Because yeah. of all of this stuff going on, mm-hmm. but this goes, this goes across everybody. Like we had mm-hmm. a terrible time. Everybody in the industry is suffering like this. Like it's not an isolated thing. Some people are lucky enough to be in a guild or part of a union and things like that. But like this writer strike is, and actor strike is happening for a reason because yeah. the industry needs to buck up, pay up, and shut the f- up and stop complaining, yeah. bro. Everybody <laughs> needs to get paid. Everybody yeah. needs yeah. to feel fulfilled. Uh, yep. everybody needs healthcare and work hours. And like, I think I saw a statistic that 96% of the people in the SAG guild and the WGA don't make enough to cover their health insurance,
0: uh, through the, through the union. It's, uh, there's 160, I think over 160,000 people that are members of yeah. SAG-AFTRA. And I think only only six, only two thousand of them are actors who are making crazy, like bro. livable, crazy bro, livable that's and beyond crazy. wages. So that yeah, would be about here. two to three percent. So that's why you know when people leave comments and they they always are talking about the top 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 elite actors. That's th- those people exist in every industry. doesn't matter yeah. if it's entertainment, yeah. healthcare, industrial, like they, those people exist everywhere. You just happen to know the ones in entertainment mm-hmm. because they are on your yeah. TV all the time.
2: Right. But hey, right. Listen, it exists
1: all over the place. Listen, England has a King. Doesn't mean that there's no problems to fix in England. <laughs> you know what I mean? We got to fix it. And it's England. Well, and it's, you That's- know, it's funny
0: you, you bring that up. There was actually an interview with Michaela Cole and was talking about the show that she had, that I think now is streaming on HBO. Don't say it.
1: Don't yeah. say it. <laughs> um, but anyways. HBO, Go, HBO so, now? doesn't matter. So, on
2: a streaming service, yeah.
0: Yeah, on a streaming service in America. But initially, the pitch was to put it on a different different American streaming service. But the mm. streaming service basically wanted to... Retain all the rights to it and give her mm-hmm, mm-hmm. no power yeah. over it. And totally. this is a show that is based on her life. Yeah. So yeah. it's yeah. a multi-million dollar deal, and she basically said, "No, I'm not going to do it." So she went mm-hmm. uh, back home, and she pitched it to a sold us it to, to BBC. Sold to BBC, mm-hmm. and and in, they actually have a clause that says that the owner retains a certain percentage of ownership over the twenty five percent. Yeah. So. You know, Come on. we need things like Come that on. too, because there are so yeah. many mm-hmm. of those types of things that get made in Hollywood Huge oversight where you're basically just yeah. saying like, all right, well, I guess I'll put it on your massively successful streaming service because people will watch it. But I guess I'm also giving up something because of that. And I don't think yeah. that that should be the case. Like if you no, create something, you know, I feel like it's a little bit different when you're brought in to adapt something that a studio is already developing. You know, that's a little bit of For a different sure, situation. Sure. But if you develop it yourself, you write the whole thing, you produce it, you bring in the finances, you do all these things to get it up and running. um, Then no, I don't think that the streaming service should have exclusivity over the thing that you make. Like, sorry, I just don't believe in that. So there's a lot of those little
1: nuanced things that are broken all over the place. This Mm -hmm. is all connected. Everything that's happening, the the labor movements that are happening across the U S right now are historic and it's awesome. Mm -hmm. The Mm -hmm. fact that we're fighting against, this encroaching technology where the t- it, like the tech bros of the world have really screwed up things in the US mm-hmm. i think for the past couple i mean what the hell today was twitter rebranded to x the tech people are stupid Bro, I'm so done. they keep, I'm so they done keep ruining I everything way, what the hell is this you know yeah. and and that seeps into some of the non creative and kind of not qualified ceos that are in charge of these huge companies mm-hmm. that can just make calls like this. We're fighting against this. Even with stupid things of like, we are pushing for for physical media to exist for movies and TV shows. Another mm-hmm. reason for that is that physical media gets residuals to the creators mm-hmm. of the, you know? Mm-hmm. So if studios, and I think I saw this, I don't know how accurate this is, but our Australian friend Ryan posted about how Disney's yeah. gonna stop physical media releases in Australia. And it's like, that's such a disappointing, crappy and scary thing. There was some news going around also recently that that kind of tricked some people, it kind of faked some people out where- A
0: steelbook they, for a particular the, yeah, show. Uh,
1: that they thought was like getting a Blu-ray release from the studio, but it had no actual discs in it. And people were like, I cannot believe that this studio would stoop to this level to do this. Why are yeah. they doing this? Just because the show exists on a streaming service. But then people pointed out, no, 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 this isn't from the company. This is like a, like a fan separate independent company thing. Mm-hmm. And they do it because honestly, probably, Pirater, piraters, I've already put the show onto Blu-ray discs. They just right, want it to live right. on their shelf with the rest of their collection yeah. of their mm-hmm. franchise, mm-hmm. which I kind of get, but I'm also like, man, we have to- <laughs> shouldn't be a, We shouldn't be at that point.
0: We, no, we should We have should to not do be. it
1: ourselves. We yeah. have to, you know- We should be swimming in Blu-rays.
0: Ourselves. We should
2: be. I we should should know, be dude. swimming. Well, I'm, I'm Adam like is.
1: ripping. I'm ripping my Blu-rays for a Plex server. I'm having to build yeah. my own streaming service because yeah, the streaming right. service promise was a lie. And at the end of that, Rainbow was just corporate greed going, eh, if this doesn't work out, we're going to yank this stuff. And, you know, you write and it off as it. Yeah, and and we're screwed over. So I've been just ripping the stuff that I have, but it's, yeah. it's now like the... The Library of Alexandria, where we're not even yeah. going to be able to, to hold on to everything, and it right. sucks, yeah. right. you know. And especially
0: um, when you got yeah. you got filmmakers coming out, you know, like Chris Nolan did. A, was um, going through a video store in France today, or not today? But it was a video I watched with him and Killian Murphy, and they're talking about movies. And he's like, "Yeah, I, I'm in super support of physical media because, as the director, I'm putting." Yeah all of my effort into the exhibition on in the theater and on the physical media. So if you're, Mm -hmm. if you're just relying on a streaming service, you know, you'll see a version of the movie, but if you have the 4k Blu-ray or the Blu-ray that is like, that is our seal of approval. We're putting all of our effort into making sure that we're translating the theatrical experience to the home as best as we possibly can Mm -hmm, in the highest mm -hmm. quality possible. And you know, that's why we're such big advocates for physical media because yes, the convenience of streaming is great. No doubt about it. I love the fact that most movies, they come with a digital copy. So if I'm on the go, I can take it wherever I want to go if I'm going on vacation Mm -hmm. or whatever, but I love the fact that I can go to my collection Grab a movie off the shelf, open it up, there's a physical disc in there, and I can put it into the My Blu-ray player, mm-hmm. and it's gonna play the best possible presentation, you know, that is available at that time. And sometimes, yep. you know, the Blu-rays are not always the best, but I feel like because physical media has in some ways expanded, but in also a lot of ways contracted studios. And especially these niche sort of studios that are doing a lot of remasters, they are putting as much effort into the remastering work Mm -hmm. as they possibly can. And -hmm. it's making a big difference because, you know, a lot of people are now experiencing movies at qualities that were not available even like maybe 10 years ago. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I hope that that trend continues. And yeah, it's a bummer when Shows suddenly are disappearing from streaming services, and you know we enjoy them, or our, or our yeah. fans enjoy them, or as a group we collectively enjoy them. And now it's like, cool, now now what? There's no way for me to get this. This yeah. sucks. Like I want to be able to own this too because I love it. And if yeah. the studio doesn't believe in it enough or doesn't care for it, that's one thing. But like I should still have the option to have mm-hmm. a to you know to own a piece of it and to keep it at home. So you know I think physical media, hopefully, with everything that's going on the pushes are big enough that you know these studios will will allow them to exist and I mean, yeah hopefully it's yeah. more residuals for the talent yeah. and, you know matt damon has talked about it snoop has talked about it in the music industry like you're getting a billion plays but we're not getting any money for this like where's
2: the money this mm-hmm. is this is ridiculous yeah. this
0: doesn't make any sense yeah it's
2: crazy yeah
0: yeah man I'm let's pissed, go burn dude. it I'm all gonna, down. I'm, let's
2: go burn it all down guys I, i'm fired up yeah. we're just gonna go burn everything <laughs> yep. down right now uh, <laughs> all you
1: people up in there the city hall the city hall you're fucking it you're up for the people, that's in the, people that's
2: in the streets <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah it's uh,
0: unfortunate it's very unfortunate uh, oh, man
1: to, to recap man we're still going to hang out we're going to watch geeky stuff we've got anime films some yeah. classic and some new stuff coming your way we've got anime series that we are eventually going to get into video game playthroughs almost forgot about that that adam yeah. mentioned Happening soon and that's gonna be a blast mm-hmm. because we're not good at video games. And um <laughs> <You're not> wrong. <laughs> yeah. And a little side yeah. announcement too. Stay tuned to this channel because I think maybe next week I might be able to make more of a full official announcement, but we are doing something comics related mm-hmm. in our network, I'll say. So stay tuned for mm-hmm. that. And yeah. if you haven't yet, check out our Discord community. It's free. Go join it. People are geeking out every damn day. It's pretty what do we have, like two thousand mm-hmm. members? Two thousand plus. I think more than that, but yeah.
0: In yeah, Discord,
1: which is awesome, there is a, there's a few little sections in there where you can join exclusive Patreon conversations if you're a member of the Patreon. But otherwise, it's the rest of the Discord is free, and there's going to be a bunch of awesome stuff happening in there. Cooking special in August. Stick with us, guys. Stay tuned. We so appreciate the support. We so appreciate. I, I, I got to tell people at that meet and greet. I got to tell them like the fact that when we said, "Hey, we're gonna pivot." maybe a few comments were like mm-hmm. RIP to this channel peace peace out then but 99.99% of the comments <laughs> were in solidarity and were people mm-hmm. going yeah man yeah. that's fine we tune in not because of the show you're watching we tune in to yeah. hang out with you three guys yeah we'll watch whatever you guys are watching we'll hang out with you guys which just mm-hmm. it it means so much to us and I got to tell mm-hmm. some of those people like that support is awesome and yeah it's yeah. it's great man.
0: Yeah. yeah especially because you know our fans they they invest in us with A lot of them invest in us with their money. Mm -hmm. Majority of people invest in their time. And we want to make sure that no matter what, you know, we are still giving something back to everybody who's doing that, whether it's
2: yeah. financial yeah.
0: investment, you know, time investment, you know, even just the effort of being on our Discord and talking with us in our community every day, yeah. leaving comments, tweeting at us, you know, responding to us on Instagram whether or, or on threads or whatever it is, you know, we see all of that stuff. None of that mm-hmm. stuff goes unnoticed. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes we don't get to retweet and, you know, like and share every single th- response that we get. But we see 99.9999999% of them. And, yep. you know, we do our best to try to respond to everybody. Um, and, we, you know, just the support is, it's amazing. And the fact that, you know, you, we announced, like Hector was saying, that we're going to pivot and people do support that. That's huge for us because I think a big worry for us was, well, if we pivot, you know, <laughs> the ship might sink. And (laughs) that's something that we just have to kind of accept. There's a possibility. Yeah. There's Mm -hmm. a possibility. And, you know, that's, and that's not saying that that won't happen. It's, it's possible. But the fact that people will are willing to tell us whether it's online or to our face to like, Hey, at the end of the day, like we're here for you guys. That's huge. Cause we're just three dudes on the internet who like to talk about the things that we enjoy. And the fact that people care enough to tune in on a weekly basis or every day or whenever yeah. you tune in and, and watch our stuff and want to be a part yeah. of the conversation is, is monumental. You know, when you think about a hundred thousand yeah. subscribers You know, I know that this is, like, not necessarily ever happened, but you think about, like, that number, that is more people that fit into Staples Center. That is more people that fit into most, like, college football stadiums. That's a huge amount of people. And the fact that, you know, those people in any way, shape, or form partake in the conversations that we have and contribute something to the community, or even if you're just a passive viewer and listener and you just like to, you know, put us in the background— that is remarkable that we even mm-hmm. have yeah. any of that sort of reach. So thank you yeah. guys so much. Yeah. We really, really, really appreciate all the support and uh, cooking special. It's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> it's
2: so, so good. It'll be yeah, good. Just to reiterate, re- reiterate everything you guys are saying. Like I never imagined, I'm a small town kid from the middle of a cow town. Right? Like, I, I never thought I would have a platform where people would actually right. look forward to listen to what I had to say. Mm-hmm. And I'm very grateful and I want this thing to just keep moving on forever. And I think the the, the meet and greet really kind of like energized me again because just getting yeah. to meet the people was just like, wow, this is, yeah. this is really cool. Uh, we had a really fun interaction with um, our man, Oscar, the guy who brought us the, the burritos last yep. or the, uh, the yep. food last time. He brought <laughs> yeah. burritos this time, Adam. Yep. Uh, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Cynthia ate your burrito because you weren't there. So good. Um, so good. But um, so good. he brought his family. I got to meet his children. Yeah. Uh, we we got to have a really good talk and it was just, it was, it was incredible. Yeah. So and yeah, it's, I just want to reiterate everything you guys are saying.
1: Dude. And everybody at, at that Saturday night thing was so cool that like, there were a couple so people who rad. were only there for a little yeah. bit. When anybody was leaving, yeah. I would be like, "Oh, I was bummed that I didn't get to talk to you more." Like I, right. like I wanted to yeah. keep yeah. hanging out with everybody. I and made so, sure to like give great time
2: to at least a little bit of time to people. And we had mm-hmm. one yeah, fan man. flying from Israel. Like she wow. made an eighteen-hour awesome. flight to, to obviously. I mean, see, listen, to see the convention. <laughs> it wasn't just, <laughs> <that's> just us, <laughs> but she Look, was there. She, she,
1: she spent a day in New York beforehand, twenty-four yeah. hours. Yeah. I Mm -hmm. I saw on her social media that she was like on a jet ski the next day. I'm like, we we were were just a part of it. She She was was
2: enjoying the the fact that we were even a part of it is amazing. Like she put so much time (laughs) and investment and everything. And so, yeah, I'm just, I'm just fired up on the channel right now. I'm really looking forward to keep it, keeping it going. And Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to do our best to, to make it through this strike the writers and actors are also suffering as well so you know like it's the Mm -hmm. least that we could do at this
1: point um do do not consider us a resource i know we've got specific experiences and we were trying to dole out some information about the strikes but Mm -hmm. uh we're going to try to do our best to kind of highlight other more official sources like adam was saying Mm -hmm. and hopefully sooner rather than later we're going to have some guests on the Chexicans podcast mm-hmm. to just briefly kind of keep us posted and then we can maybe have some conversations relating to the strike. So we're super excited mm-hmm. about that. Again, like Augustine yeah. said, we have a platform.
2: Yeah.
1: I, I also never would have thought that that we would have anything like this. So we're gonna try to do uh do some good with it. So we're we're yeah. we're pretty yeah. excited. But yeah, like I sure.
0: was saying in the beginning, you know, subscribe on both YouTube channel, checkskins and Heroes Reforge. If you're listening on the podcast, make sure you subscribe to the podcast, podcast feeds as well. <laughs> you know, we're on Spotify, we're on Apple uh, Podcasts. We're literally on every podcast pro- platform that that uh, that Mm -hmm. I I think in existence as far as I know. And if you're Mm -hmm. listening on the podcast, definitely jump over to the YouTube channels as well. We're gonna be putting stuff on there. Patreon as well, like Hector was saying, every watch along that we do or everything that we film, there will be some sort of an extended version, some extra component to it that we will be putting on Patreon and then we'll do the Mm cut-ups and cut-downs for YouTube. So there's gonna be Mm -hmm. stuff on, on on all the channels. So just make sure you guys are following us on Discord. With social media, it's tough because, you know, as we've seen today, Twitter is no longer Twitter and you never know Mm -hmm. if this platform is going to be there. So Discord, I would say, is number one. We'll also make Mm -hmm. sure that we try to keep our community tab on YouTube updated as well, just so in case people are on there, they can get updates uh, just so everybody's in the know. But until then, subscribe. Thank you guys so much for the support. Thank you guys so much for the love. Check out everything that we're doing. And we'll see you guys in the next episode.
2: Bye. Bye.